What's up, Packers fans? Aaron Nagler here with Cheesehead TV after a bummer of a game here in New York. The Packers going into MetLife. Heavy favorites for the first time in a long time and pretty much reverting to form. Everything we saw earlier this season, back in October, reared its ugly head. A lot of shooting themselves in the foot, a lot of mistakes, miscues, penalties, etc. Too much to overcome. They did come alive a little bit there at the end. Jordan Love driving them after a crazy fumble from Saquon Barkley, but all for naught. And really, for the first time all year, I can see some symmetry between 2008, the first year Rodgers was a starter, and Jordan Love tonight driving his team for a go-ahead score. Big moment on national TV, and the defense gives up the lead in the game. That happened quite a few times back in 2008 with Rodgers. And Jordan Love got his first taste of it uh, tonight at MetLife. Um, another rough day at the office for Joe Barry, making another young, inexperienced quarterback look like the second coming. And look, I'm not going to put it all on Barry. The players obviously have to execute, and they certainly didn't for large stretches this evening. The most disheartening part uh, for this defense was the complete lack of discipline up front with the rush lanes. So many times, guys just flying past the quarterback, opening the door for DeVito to rip off big chunks of yardage. And then they utilized his legs to just take advantage of the ends crashing down. And obviously you want to limit Barkley, which the Packers did right up until that kind of second to last drive. Uh, but, you know, you can't do it at the expense of giving up huge outside lanes, which DeVito gladly took, and it happened again and again and again. And it was very clear that without a lead to work with, um, this Packers defense got a little bit exposed by Brand Dable again, much like they it did last year. The Packers offense, speaking of which, I mean, just a tough start. Jordan Love was clearly off early in this game, and I don't think that's you know, being unfair in any way, shape, or form. You, you can't miss as many kind of, quote, layups as he did early on and expect to build that lead, which is how this team needs to operate, clearly, to try and you know win some of these games down the stretch. Now, that said, he battled. He stuck with it. And those last couple throws, the one to Malik Keith that he ended up dropping, although back in my day, kids, that's a touchdown. You possess the football. You've broken the plane. You got two feet down. Anything that happens after that should be immaterial, but this is the modern NFL, so it's a penalty kick, I guess. But the very next play, Malik Heath with a great grab for the touchdown. I love Malik Heath. I love that he got a little bit of redemption there. Uh, but the throw that Heath ended up dropping from Jordan Love, that was an insane throw. An insane throw. Go back and look at the replay. It's an incredible throw. Um, something that wasn't incredible, Keyshawn Nixon. Rough night at the office for Keyshawn after a big, big game-changing play last week against the Chiefs. Just a forgettable night, a burn-the-tape type night for Nixon, who was benched on returns, gave up a huge gain there at the end, uh, just getting beat off the line of scrimmage there on inside. Tough night all around for Nixon. Hopefully he bounces back. And speaking of bouncing back, that's what the Packers are going to need to do. Clearly, a lot of ball game left ahead of them. You know, they, they still control their own destiny. That's the other part of this, where it's a disappointing night. You hate to drop this one, but the Packers are literally still the seventh seed and control their own destiny. Win out, they're in the playoffs. Now, 
Does anyone really expect them to win out? I certainly don't. And that's what we talked about all week. When I kept saying, said it on the radio, said it on Packers Daily, said it on Packer Transplants. Would anyone really be surprised if they went into New York and took an L? I wouldn't be, especially considering how much talent they had sitting on the sideline. Whether it's Aaron Jones, Jair Alexander, Christian Watson, the list goes on. Hopefully they can get a few of those guys back and make a mini run here at the end, but nothing's a given. The Bucs are going to be a tough game, but you are back in Lambeau, so that you know helps a little bit. It's too precarious. Winning and losing, the margin is so thin in the NFL, you can't take anything for granted. And I think it feels like the Packers maybe did a little bit coming into this game, but that's why Matt always says, the league will humble you quick, and the Packers were certainly humbled tonight. But look, you pull back and look at this 30,000 feet. Again, there's a little bit of growth from Jordan Love in the offense, having a tough night, fighting, battling through, and taking the lead there at the end. That's something we didn't see earlier this season. And this is what this year is all about, growth and development. Take this hard L, learn from it, see how they progress these final four games. That's what 2023 is all about. Hello to everybody in the comments section. So good to see you. Hope you're all doing well. I'm sure there's a lot of passionate folks in the comments tonight. Let's see what's up. Mimsy, thanks, buddy. Another Jep Sweet will fix it. <laughs> I wrote in Gut Reactions. It's up at Cheesehead TV, which you can check out after this or now if I'm boring, which I probably will be. Um, you know, I think Matt got a little out ahead of his skis with some of the stuff to read because they got a touchdown out of it early in the game. You know, everyone's very kind of, you know, ready to jump all over Matt for good reason. I understand it. Probably went to the well once too often there, but there was success with it early. Hell, they opened with almost the exact same play they opened with against the Chiefs, and it was successful. The end around to read with the action on this play, well, kind of fake to A.J. Dillon, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I just think because they had struggled early, those first couple drives, and when they finally did get into the end zone, it was with Reed on an end around. That probably gave Matt a little bit of false sense of security there, maybe a little bit too much comfort with the idea of utilizing Reed in that fashion. Undoubtedly, it's pretty clear that's something they had in the game plan. They worked on all week, hope to get a lot more out of it. But I thought the Giants did a really good job of adjusting to it and pretty much took it away as the game went on. John, what's going on, man? Just upset after the, the loss, so no hard feelings maybe, but Matt knows he's not winning a beauty contest by calling those cute plays, right? Go, Pat, go. Yeah, I think he, he overthinks it sometimes. I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, he said after the game, they asked him about the two-point conversion to read the attempt, and he said, bad call. You know, he, he, I don't think he's under any illusions. I just think he has a very particular idea of what he wants to do throughout the week. And then sometimes the forest trees gets lost with it. I just think they do not operate well as a team, um, whether it's play calling, whether it's execution, whatever, when they get behind. Now, again, there is some growth there tonight. They came back, took the lead late. That's something we hadn't seen, especially back in October. Um, but, yeah, I do think Matt sometimes feels like he has to get it all back or break a big one and tries to gin it up with some of these you know, schemed up plays rather than just, you know, you got A.J. Dillon, pound the rock. It was somewhat, you know, efficient at times tonight, especially in the second half. They finally got A.J. going a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, I understand the desire to get the ball in Reed's hands, especially when you look at, oh, 
the brutal play for me from Reed tonight. It was like, forget all the jet sweep stuff. Like, defense makes plays, they're paid to, et cetera. But the corner route on third down, he just keeps going. That's a touchdown. You know, Jordan lays it out there and you just go get the ball if you keep running. But he stops for whatever reason. I have no idea why. I mean, these are the things that you're going to live with, with a young team, with a rookie being your first read, your primary option on the play. For whatever reason, maybe he read something. Maybe there are rules for if the guy plays certain types of leverage, you're supposed to stop, etc. I don't know. But yeah, that should be a gimme. That should be a layup, right? Inconsistency. There was a lot of inconsistency tonight. Joe, what's up, man? Good luck, Nags. The crowd is ornery. Yeah, they're Packers fans. They're passionate. I get it. JJ, what's up? 145 left, two timeouts, need 40 yards to win. Barry plays prevent. This is what Matt LaFleur signed up for. I knew it. Nags knew it. Everyone in the chat knew it was coming. What does that say? Well, it's nothing we didn't talk about all week. You know, you limit Patrick Mahomes to 19 points. You're thinking, yeah, we're doing we're, we're doing pretty well, right? The problem is, is you keep making these young quarterbacks look a lot better than they are because you give them lots of real estate underneath. And they continue to do so tonight. Whether it's Desmond Ritter whether it's, you know, that game in Pittsburgh, whether it's tonight with DeVito, you make it real easy for these young quarterbacks to operate on offense. You know, when you got your safeties lined up on the New Jersey Turnpike, it's pretty obvious where you want to operate underneath continuously. St. Paul, what's up? But seriously, this time the quadruple reverse will hit. <laughs> yeah, a little too much of that, no doubt. Jason, what's going on? Was this Matt LaFleur's worst game as a play caller with clock man and with clock management? Uh, Jason, I'll leave that to others. I'm sure plenty of people have plenty of opinions about it. I mean, you go with what you game planned all week. You saw things on tape and tendencies from your staff that you think you can take advantage of. You get in the game and some of it works, some of it doesn't. I think Matt stuck with some of the stuff they had worked on all week, probably a little too long. But yeah, is it the worst? Man, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are plenty of other examples you can draw from. Soder, what's up, man? Good to see you. Lack of physicality within all phases of the game is very frustrating. It is a physical game. Would like to see them lean into that at some point. Not going to happen in our lifetime, Soder. Not going to happen with Brian Gutekunst and Matt LaFleur in the building. That is for certain. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Christopher, what's up, man? What's with all the reverses in the backfield? It's cool when it works, but why make it complicated when you can't even execute the simple stuff? Go, Pat, go. Christopher, you're preaching to the choir. Like I said, just went back to the well a little too often tonight. I don't think there's any doubt. And look, I think 
what you saw a lot of tonight was Matt trying to compensate for the loss of Christian Watson. The fact that Watson, these last two games in particular, has been outstanding and brought a really explosive element to the offense in the fear of his explosiveness changes how defensive defenses have to play. And when you're down both Watson and Aaron Jones, there's not a home run hitter outside of Reed. I mean, Reed's the one guy you could think, yeah, you could probably take the ball to the house at any point. So you're trying to work, you know, through ways to get him the ball. I think, yes, they definitely kind of overthought that aspect of it, though, a little bit too much. Forkmaster, what's up, man? All right, we're down four. Draw up the flea flicker. Yeah, that, oh, baby. The toss to Dylan where it's blown up immediately. It was funny to watch AJ be like, oh, should I still, like, pitch the, okay, I'm going to pitch it. Like, man, that's a rough one. You just, I mean, sometimes, you, look, and sometimes you just call a play and they happen to have the right exact call to blow that up. And it just happened to be the case in that flea flicker, unfortunately. The flea flicker attempt. Uh, Don Vito every, run another jet sweep Matt run it again people not a fan of the jet sweep tonight I see that I, I get it Tyler what's up choosing to look at the bright side of things Tucker Craft is an absolute animal what a find I saw someone on my Twitter I believe saying that Tucker Craft has broken the third round curse and I'm not so sure I'm ready to go there yet but he looks like a player he absolutely looks like a player no question about it St. Paul what's going on do the Giants have an amazing O-line? We've invested a lot in this D-line and I'm waiting for them to do something. St. St. Paul, did you did you miss did you miss the last two games? I'm just wondering. No, the Giants have a, a, a pedestrian offensive line, one that has given up more sacks than any other team in the league. And they gave up zero tonight. Because the Packers were incredibly undisciplined. More than anything else, that was an issue. Max a lot. What's up? The biggest stat is is the freaking scoreboard when the clock hits zero. Never forget, we're just out here burying around on defense. <laughs> a lot going on there, Max. A lot. You got all of that one. Well done, Matthew. You're up very late across the pond. Does Joe Barry not realize I have to get up for work in two hours? This really doesn't help. Conversely, I always said you got to lose seven to finish ten and seven. Hey, that's the thing. They still control their own destiny. Playoffs. Playoffs. Let's hope we can win another game. Professor Flex, what's going on? Joe Barry, great at coaching to hold the field goals. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there have been a couple games this year, right? The Saints game, Chargers game. Like, there have been a couple where, you know, missed kicks have pretty much kept that L at bay, so to speak. They hit the one tonight, though. Shout out to the Giants. Mike, what's going on? Paying Rich a lot of money for the 29th ranked special teams and special teams DVOA. They are indeed. And tonight was fucking rough in like almost every aspect. No question about it. Andrew, what's going on? Tonight sucks. So 2008, so 2000 and late. Defense sucked. Offense sucked. And teams may be the worst unit on this team. Love the Heath redemption. Love is still the guy. A lot of season left. Go Pack Go. Andrew, I think that's a pretty healthy uh, way to look at it. Uh, kind of agree across the board there. Portmaster, how you doing? Love fumbles in the red zone, three off the board at least. Nixon gifts seven. Anders misses, negative three. Saquon gives a six back. Any other point swings? Rough, rough night. Yeah, the one I was talking about before where Reed is like going to the corner, and that's a touchdown. I mean, Love puts it perfectly in the corner, and Reed stops for whatever reason. That's four points off the ball board right there. 
Quinn, what's going on, man? Packers better figure it out. Bucks can be solid. Oh, yeah. The Bucks can be better than solid. I know what their record is. But, yes, they are going to be a tough, tough task on a short week. You know, that's the tough thing, turning around from Monday night. Yeah, the, this Bucks game is going to be tough. No doubt about it. Porkmaster, thanks again, man. So close to being above 500 would have been cool. Yeah, but look. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to get too kind of philosophical about it, but like, we, I, I'm going to keep saying it's a developmental year. You know, they're not winning the Super Bowl this year. You guys know this. And I want them to make the playoffs in the worst possible fucking way because it would be just a great story and a great narrative and a great way to start the Jordan Love era, right? Awesome story. But, man, it's about this team developing and the guys on this team developing, the young players on this team developing. Look, I know there are bigger questions, right? Everyone's talking about Joe Barry because it was a very disappointing night for the defense. Now, you know, the narratives, the conversations will be about, well, is Matt going to keep Joe? Is he going to have him stick around? I know that's all going to start up again this week after it had been kind of tempered down these last two weeks. Let it play out. That's all I can tell you. There's a whole month of football left to go. Patrick, what's going on, man? I can't get over that third and nine in the third quarter where Barry played everyone 20 years off and let DeVito have an easy completion underneath. That was the one, Patrick, where he hit the tight end in the flat, right? And easy conversion. Um, that's literally where I tweeted Joe Barry playing everyone on the turnpike. It's classic. That's You can't make it easy for these young quarterbacks, but he insists on making it easy. I mean, I understand playing the way playing that way, third nine, playoff, deep, et cetera, against Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson. I understand that approach. Tommy DeVito, Desmond Ritter, like you're playing that way against those quarterbacks who have barely played in the league, yet you're giving them what essentially amounts to a preseason defense. It's too easy. It's way too fucking easy. And it drives me insane. Scott, what's up? Everyone kind of struggled tonight, except Tucker Craft. Can't believe his turnaround. Yeah, comparison to where he was this summer, or even earlier this season, he has become a player. He is looking like a player. Now, long way to go. You never really know how guys are going to react to an NFL offseason, how they're going to look that following season, their second year. You want them to take that big year one to year two jump. Doesn't always happen. But right now, arrow's up. Arrow's definitely up. Jeezy baby, what's up? Call you Nagordamas. You could see us losing this. I mean, look, that's that's not a prediction, right? That's just, yeah, I could I understand if they did. They still had a chance to win it, as ugly as it was. But this team is way too young and way too inconsistent across the board in all three phases to count them on winning anything. They, like I said, they caught lightning in a bottle these last couple games prior to tonight. No question about it. But lots of things. A, had to go their way that those games, right? And then tonight, they had so many self-inflicted wounds, and they still almost overcame it. Like I said, it's a little bit of progress from earlier in the season, but they can't afford to shoot themselves in the foot. They're not good enough. They're not consistent enough. Hopefully, tonight's a bit of a wake-up call for pretty much everyone in the locker room, right? Now, look, they've also got to get some talent back on the field. Whether it's Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, God forbid, Jair Alexander maybe shows up. I mean, 
they got a lot of talent sitting on the sideline. So there's still a chance to win some games here and make some noise. But yeah, it's it's just it's not it shouldn't be a surprise if they lose to anyone. Carl, what's up? I would have loved to see more tight end usage in the passing game today. Matt was using it more last week, and I thought it was effective. Yeah, I hear you. It's so dependent on what scheme they're facing, what the tendencies are as far as down and distance and how they think they can take advantage of the opponent's personnel. There's so much information that goes into the design of a game plan and the usage of certain players, et cetera, that it's hard to sit here and say, why didn't you do this or why didn't you do that without knowing where their kind of you know focal point was when they were drawing up the game plan. And of course, Matt will never tell you what the game plan is. So it's like really hard for me to sit here and go, well, they should have done X, Y, Z without knowing what they were trying to take advantage of. Like a perfect example is the read stuff, right? All the end rounds and the reverses and the stuff that everyone's so frustrated with. And it's like, it's clear they saw something that they thought they could take advantage of with that. And the Giants did a very good job of adjusting to it. And that's the whole game. I know we're just not used to that because opponents keep running shit against us. Joe Barry never adjusts and they just march down the field. Like that's how we're conditioned as Packers fans. But other teams actually adjust to what you're doing well. It's, I know it's a crazy concept. Dustin, what's going on, man? Have we seen the last of Jair in Green Bay? Man, I have no idea. Can we beat the Bucks? We'll see. I mean, he was a limited participant all this week, right? Everyone was ready for him to play. And then he got downgraded to out after being listed as questionable. That sounds like he's still dealing with a shoulder injury to me, but everyone wants to make it into a conspiracy theory. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he's got demands to be released or traded in the offseason. I don't know. But right now, he's a limited participant in practice. Not a full, a limited participant. It shouldn't be surprising when he's not playing. Hopefully he gets out there this week and is a full participant at some point. Then we can hopefully see him back out on the field. But it's like, can we not jump to conspiracies? Like the moment a dude is just out for a while? Like, I don't know, man. Frustrating. Joe, what's up? In the long run, not a popular subject. Might it be a good thing that this young team wasn't rewarded with a win while playing so poorly? Nah, you want to win games. You want guys to figure out how to overcome a bad night at the office, which pretty much everyone had tonight. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I don't buy that. Sharif, what's going on? Run the ball inside the 10, chew the clock. Yeah, that approach at the end was mystifying, and it's happened a few times. It happened towards the end of the first half against the Chiefs as well, where they're running hurry up and they're running clock, and they did a better job against the Chiefs. But, yeah, the, the hurry up I understood because they wanted to get to the line of scrimmage with a lot of time for Jordan try to work and use his cadence and get the Giants to declare, and then he can make an adjustment at the line. Like, that aspect I got. I understood that approach. But, man, at some point, yeah, like, run the ball and chew up some clock so you don't have a minute 30, whatever, at the end for Tommy DeVito to lead a field goal drive. And it's weird because LaFleur is usually on top of that. That's usually his approach. But for whatever reason, he just felt like, I don't know, wanted to hurry up. They went spread a lot, empty. It was clearly something they were trying to take advantage of. I just, you know, thought well, the approach you're suggesting there it would have been much, much better. Hey, thanks for the super chat. Talk trap game all week, still under uh, underestimated them. I don't know, man. I, I don't buy that they underestimated the Giants. They just didn't play well, and they made a lot of mistakes. 
Now, you can talk about taking teams lightly or whatever, but I don't buy that. I just think they came off the bus, like, not firing on any particular cylinder and certainly not with any cohesion in any phase of the game. But I don't think that's underestimating the Giants. Liam, what's going on, man? Set aside, Barry. Can we talk about the trainers? Oh, here we go. Constant nagging injuries have been a huge ankle weight. Feels like it should be addressed. Well, you know, Matt did talk about it this summer. Something they'll probably look at when it comes to the soft tissue stuff. But, man, nagging injuries, what the shoulder, like the Jair thing, which I know everybody's so kind of, it's a very popular subject. But, like, oh, they should have placed him on IR. Really? Do you have the x-rays? Do you know how the dude's healing? Do you know how he feels when he rotates his arm? Like, there's so much information we're not privy to. I, I'll never question the trainers. They're they're like the best of the best in their field. And they're always going to be probably overprotective of the players, making sure that they're not out there too early. That has been their MO for decades. It's not changing. You know, everyone talks about the laundry list or the CVS receipt injury reports. You guys realize it's because the Packers are more forthcoming than pretty much any other team in the league. Doesn't mean more guys are hurt. This means that they're more transparent about it, essentially. Now, yes, there are lots of injuries. I'm not dismissing that, but it's not on the training staff. They play a violent game. Guys get hurt. Welcome to the NFL. Colin, what's going on? The third and nine check down for a first down broke me. Yeah, that was the one, Colin. That was the one. We talked about it a little bit ago, but yes. Yes, that was the one. <laughs> Elliot, what's going on? Happy holidays. Love your beer. Go Pack Go. Let's see how this team responds this weekend versus Tampa Bay. Thank you, Elliot. And thanks for the shout out for Carry the G. That's a really good idea. Let me let me grab myself an ice cold Carry the G. Hmm. Now available across Wisconsin. Good stuff. Good stuff. G. David. Thanks, man. I understand the logic of why you wouldn't fire Joe Barry if the season ended today. And he's not bad, all caps. But it's hard to imagine us reaching the promised land with his defense for some reason. G. David, I'm really glad you framed it that way because, yes, 1,000%. It's all well and good to limit scoring and to play a certain way. You have a style, right? You have a philosophy of the way you want to approach the defensive side of the ball. And it, they have limited scoring entering this game prior to tonight. They were top 10, right? They were number nine in the NFL when it came to scoring. The problem is situationally, they are constantly bad. And that speaks to Joe's feel for the game, right? And that has been my underlying thing. Like, yes, you 100% have limited scoring. Well, well done. There is no way on God's green earth the Packers are ever going to win a Super Bowl with Joe Barry as their defensive coordinator. I think Matt knows that. We've got to let the season play out. But if you want to go win a championship, you can't do it. With this defense, the way it's designed, the way it's run, situationally, again, it is poor almost every week. So, yeah, I think you can win games with Joe Barry, no doubt about it. But ultimately, long term, if the goal is to win a championship, you need better. This is my opinion. I'm just one dude with a microphone, but that's where I'm at. Portmaster, what's up? I don't hate the jet sweep, but running with AJ worked. I agree, man. And look, they weren't ripping off big runs, right? But again, it was so effective, especially the last two games, but especially against the Chiefs as far as ball control, staying ahead of the sticks. They just kept getting too cute, and they weren't getting product, production early downs in the passing game. Alex, what's up? 
Rob Schneider, we suck again. I mean, bad night at the office. No question about it. Braden, what's going on? Jordan should have just taken some off sometimes and get some yards if the play isn't there. But, man, our old line got cooked tonight. Yeah, rough work up front from the offensive line. I will say it did feel like Jordan was feeling go- seeing ghosts at times, though. There were a couple times where he stepped up in the pocket because of phantom pressure. But I'm with you. Yeah, like if there's a, if there's an opportunity to escape outside or just go use your legs a little bit. I think it was an uneven night for everybody on offense. I don't think there's one culprit. Um, Liam, what's up? The issue I'm most worried about is the athletic trainers. I already got that one. Sorry, guys. This team is like having a kid. Just when you think they're walking, they smash their face into the coffee table. I mean, I haven't had a child go face down in the coffee table, but I know this feeling, Professor Flex. And yeah, it's not too dissimilar. Porkmaster, what's up? 49ers aren't our boogeyman. It's actually the Giants. Oh, It's all boogeymen. Nothing but boogeymen as far as the eye can see. Carl, what's going on? Man, they seem to be effective running up the gut tonight in that last scoring drive. Then Matt got he's cute, I believe you mean. Kind of drives me nuts. Thousand percent with you, man. Just a little bit of overthinking. Kobe, how you doing? I expect ups and downs with this team, but tonight stings. Danny DeVito would have beat Green Bay tonight on to Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, DeVito made some nice plays, whether with his legs or, you know, a couple throws. Really? I mean, I don't think he's a, you know, long time starter in the NFL, but that's a serviceable but serviceable backup for you if you're the Giants. No doubt about it. Smalls, what's up? Can you expand on how the soft defense is supposed to beat QBs like Mahomes and Herbert, but gives a lot of opportunities to young QBs? Because a lot of times offensive coordinators or game planners, when they have a superstar quarterback, they design stuff to push the ball down the field. Now, you're not going to be able to do that as much or as well, um, you know, with a too high shell, blah, 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 which is what Joe favors. And it's designed to limit. Now, teams that dedicate themselves or commit to running the football can sometimes get you out of that too high shell or some of those soft looks uh, by having to commit numbers to the box. That's what happened in Pittsburgh. But for the most part, it's able those that style of defense is able to contain teams that want to push the ball down the field. That's not like one size fits all. It's not going to be true every single week, week in, week out. But for the most part, we've seen that play out. You know, now you could also point at the Chargers game and say, well, you know, the Chargers helped as far as dropping passes, like three or four very like significant drops in that game. You know, go the other way and the Packers probably lose. So it's just like that style, like you're able to operate as a quarterback because you, you know you're only going to get four r- rushing up front. You know you're going to get blanket in the back. So when they – and we look, the Packers kind of took advantage of this early in this game as well before Martindale started like sending some other pressures. But how many times did we see coverage run off by Packers receivers and then Jordan Love just hit A.J. Dillon underneath or Tucker Craft underneath for easy completions, right? That's the style of the league right now. The problem is, is like you have to commit to running the football to get teams out of it. And actually, neither of these teams really did a lot of that tonight. Although uh, I thought the Giants, you know, clearly did a better job down the stretch. But yeah, it's just it makes it easier for young quarterbacks to, okay, I got that deep shell. Where's my outlet? Because I know it's probably going to be open because they're all running deep into coverage. But I know I've got an outlet. You know what I mean? So 
while the Mahomes of the world are still trying to run around and make a big play or make something happen, the young quarterback is able to go, oh, it's not there. Hit my check down. Hit my outlet. There's my easy completion. Here's my tight end who stayed into block and now is releasing into the flat on third and nine for an easy first down. I mean, it's not tough. You just take you just taking what the defense is giving you, which is what you're coached to do when you're young. <laughs> um, would like to see Jordan get loose like DeVito. Mimsy, I, I I don't know what that means. You mean like warm up? I don't know. St. Paul, thanks again, man. Tommy Porkchop looked like Colin Kaepernick tonight. Well, that's what I talked about earlier as far as the lack of discipline when it came to the rush lanes. I mean, they kept flying past the quarterback. Matt talked about it in his post-game presser. I mean, that it's you know how Matt always says, oh, I got to look at the tape? You don't need to look at the tape on this one. They kept being way too undisciplined up front, and it killed them again and again and again. Soto, what's up? They focus on the idea that Love needs to carry the offense. Running the ball between the tackles is an option that they seem to eschew. Sigh. Soder, it ain't ain't our world anymore, man. You know I agree with you, but you also know they're never going to operate that way. And look, again, it's a development year. And as tough as it is to watch at times, it is about getting Jordan Love ready to try and make a run at a championship. He's not going to get, you know, on that level by handing the ball off to A.J. Dillon 25 times a game. You know what I mean? Like, they want to win a championship. And to do that, Jordan Love has to improve. And the way he's going to improve is by having tough nights like this, learning from it, and hopefully improving from it. That's what the game is all about. Oh, gosh, Portmaster, I, I don't know about this one. Got three vaccines this morning. Thought the headache I have was from them, but could be the play on the field. Anyway, thanks for being there for us. Good night. Good night, Portmaster. Appreciate you. Jacob, what's going on? Just beat the Bears at Lambeau, and I'll be happy. Jacob, we're right here, man. We, you and me, we're right here. Get everybody else there. Talking some sense right there. Dustin, what's up? This team is going to be fun to watch very soon. I mean, hell, it was fun to watch the last couple games. So, yeah, hopefully Sunday against the Bucks. I'm down for it. Alex, what's up? Why not give AJ the rock first and goal from the eight? You're speaking my language, man. Speaking my language. Dustin, what's going on? Ten and seven is just around the corner. Took care of the seven. <laughs> you guys are so fun. Uh, Alex. Alex is just spending $2 at a time here. Gary on a milk carton right now. Uh, he had a rough night. He got taken advantage of. Like when I talk about guys running past the quarterback, that was his specialty tonight. Hey, what's up? At least Jones was safe from that turf sitting out. Oh, zero doubt. I every time some dude, anybody got tackled, I was worried about. Oh, are they getting up right away? Like I, very nervous watching the game on that field. No doubt about it. All right, everybody, I got to get going. I can't thank you guys enough. So many folks up in here chatting Packers. I really appreciate it. Um, look, like I said, it's it's a game you need to learn from. A lot of self-inflicted wounds. This team is not good enough and not nearly consistent enough to make the, these kind of mistakes and expect to win. And they still almost did. So take that for what it's worth. Got to you know buckle up here. Short week. Be ready for the Bucks Lambo on Sunday. Thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks for joining me here. Thanks for joining us on Watch Party. I'll be on Carry the G Radio tomorrow afternoon, so make sure you tune in for that from noon to 2 Central Time with Billy Schmidt there at 97.3 The Game and right here on the Cheesehead TV YouTube channel. In the meantime, please hit like, hit subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, Cheesehead TV, 
We are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.